5: This podcast is part of the You Haven't Heard This Productions and Publications Network. For more great shows and blogs and vlogs, please visit www.YHHTMPC.com.
1: Welcome to YHHTMPC. Wait, 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 wait. What does that mean exactly? Oh, yeah. You haven't heard This Music Podcast. A show about introducing lesser-known music of lesser-known artists from all over the world. And now, without further ado, a one, a two, a one, two, three,
0: four.
5: And welcome to you. Haven't heard this music podcast? A podcast about lesser-known music by lesser-known artists that we believe are as good, if not better, than that in the mainstream. If you can hear some singing beyond me, it's my son who's playing on the phone. I've told him to be quiet, and he's doing the exact opposite of that. Aren't you, Kaylin? Yeah. Please be quiet, Wayne. <laughs> cheers. Um, yeah. So, as I said, this is a podcast about less known music. This is season five. Is it episode seven, Wayne?
2: It certainly is episode 7.
5: Episode 7, side A. As always, lots of music, lots of fun, lots of and all that good stuff. Please go over to www... Please go over to www... It's okay, guys, this is going to be edited. I'm going to do lots... I'm going to make lots of mistakes like that tonight.
2: Well, then... have you pressed record? That's the first thing.
5: Yes, I've pressed record. So,
2: so you can do editing this time.
5: Yeah, last time, whole episode... I mean, we got right to the end. We was playing the the artist spotlight. We was playing the the song out. We was playing the song out. We was finishing. I looked and I, shit, I haven't recorded. So yes, we were recording. But yeah, as I was saying, lots of music, lots of fun, lots of banter, and. Yeah, go to com over there. That is our landing page. That is, you haven't heard this, Productions and Publications. It is an ever-expanding network. We've got podcasts being added to it all the time. We've got new bloggers joining us. We've got new artists joining us. It's kind of like a community where like-minded people, creatives creatives, and we just come together and it's a place to be promoted and it's yeah that that's what it is and c- come check us out with me as always my good friend Wayne
2: hello 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 everybody hello back again press record press record how- press record <laughs> how are you you good I'm good mate I'm okay yes, I just want
5: to say something before we carry on Wayne before we carry on
6: Once a year, we celebrate with stupid hats and plastic plates the fact that you were able to make another trip around the sun. Ugh. And the whole clan gathers round and gifts and laughter do with And we let out a joyful sound and sing that stupid song. Happy birthday! So now you're one year older. Happy birthday! Your life still isn't over. Happy birthday! You did not accomplish much, but you didn't die this year. I guess that's good enough. So let's
1: speak to your fading health and hope you don't remind yourself Your chance of finding fame and wealth decrease with every year Does it feel like you're doing laps and eating food and taking naps And hoping that someday perhaps your life will hold some cheer? Happy birthday! What have you done that matters? Happy birthday! You're starting to get fatter Happy birthday! It's downhill from now on Try not to remind yourself your best years are all
7: gone If cryogenics were all free, then you could live like Walt Disney And live for all eternity inside a block of ice But instead your time is set, this is the only life you get And though it hasn't
1: ended yet, sometimes you wish it might Happy birthday! You wish you had more money
8: Happy birthday! Your life's so sad it's funny Happy birthday! How much more can you take? But your friends are hungry, so just cut the stupid cake Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! birthday.
9: Oh, Stanley! Uh, Stanley. Uh,
6: good
2: it's Frank!
5: <laughs> Dicky Kander- Bob! E- da, starts with the weather is oh, uh,
2: what's the Happy birthday, Wayne! Oh, that's, that's so nice of you. It's not Happy my birthday though, but thanks. But I
5: mean, it's not your birthday. I'm
2: joking. I'm joking. It is. That
5: would have been really awkward. <laughs> right. I, thought, I thought for a second it was one of them where somebody's put the wrong birthday on Facebook. It's the only reason I know it's your birthday because of Facebook, otherwise, I wouldn't have had a I clue I know,
2: I know, that's why, that's why I said it. <laughs> It's <laughs> the only reason I'm still on Facebook, so I can remember people's birthdays. Well, thank you very much. I enjoyed the song. Yes,
5: yeah, so did I. Um, yes, yeah, so Wayne, uh, welcome, uh, and you, you are well, I presume. I'm okay. I'm, I'm all good. Yeah,
2: happy to be back again. You know. mm, good, good. Well, Mike... well prepared for this episode. <laughs>
5: yeah, Mike Five, how are they? Good evening. Yeah, I'm um, good. I just want to call you out, Mike. I'm just going to call you out, and I'm, I'm going to be honest. Uh, you've you, you said I'm going to be. 15 minutes late Because The chicken's bad And I've had to get a pizza You (laughs) used that excuse The other week On uh, New Music Saturday Now you think I don't listen to it And I do And I know you've used that You've used that (laughs) excuse Before Mike I remember hearing it
10: It's not the first time that's happened. The thing is, right, it was in, it was in date. I mean, I'm literally sitting there with a nice Domino's pizza in front of me. Um, it, the thing is, it was in date, and it looked all right, but I opened it up, and the smell, I cannot begin to describe to you. And I, I sort of started cutting it up, thinking maybe it's just me, and then I thought, I'm going to poison my family, so <laughs> maybe this is a bad idea. Um, so I quickly ordered a pizza, but then I realised it wasn't going to arrive too we were due to start.
5: And there you go, uh, yeah. Listen, <laughs> listeners, if you're trying to find a decent way to poison the family without getting caught, dirty chicken's the way. Yeah,
10: yeah so no, I'm sitting there, I've got a meat feast, uh, my son's downstairs and he's got a pepperoni, pepperoni pizza, um, whatever they call it, pepperoni feast or something. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so but I'm here and um, happy birthday Wayne, I had no idea because I haven't checked Facebook. Thank you. Have you had a nice day?
2: It's been fine. I, I like low-key birthdays, so let's just
10: move on. Excellent. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll keep bringing it up. We'll keep bringing it up every every feature. We'll make sure we bring something up about your birthday. So that's, that's uh, fine.
2: Do you know what? We'll glaze over it. That's as long as you're happy with Jake's <laughs> violence.
10: That's what. That's what you'll get. That's what most people do when I talk to them. That's fine. Um, so yeah, I'm all good how are you, Richie? Are you well? Um, I'm, do you know? Been a rough
5: couple of weeks, as you know. <laughs> I've had COVID again. My oh. my, my my knee oh, locked up the other week. I had to go to the hospital, but, and because it's a bank holiday weekend I've let myself go a bit this weekend and you know you know generally I'm I'm a very sexy person and Sweet. I just feel like I've, I've let myself go a bit this weekend I've just ate, ate lots of cheese on toast and uh, that kind of thing and I haven't been to the gym for a week because of my knee so back on it next week back to my sexy self but uh, yeah that, that that's
10: that's me in a nutshell Ooh, <laughs> just, um, maybe just like have a bath or something that always makes me feel good brilliant Um, Okay, uh, and
5: with us, we have a guest with us. We have two guests with us this week. I'm glad Barry did, because we're going to have Barry back, because we haven't actually done a fun episode with him yet um, from uh, Cyber Monday. I'm glad he didn't join us, because there'd have been far too many cooks for this broth. Uh, But we have joining us Catnip, and uh, Catnip is made up, and I forgot. The name that you said. Oh, I'm thinking Wesley, and I know it's not Wesley. <laughs>
11: Henderson. Henderson. Henderson and Ariana. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so, yeah, joining me, I've got Henderson and Ari. Ari? Ari. Yes. Yeah, we'll go with that. If you uh, did it.
12: How are you guys? You well? Yeah, we're doing well. We're out in uh, Spokane where I live right now. Um, Kevin's, or sorry, Henderson is from <laughs> Missoula and we're now just switching back and forth, visiting each other and going through the rehearsal for our t- upcoming tour.
11: And we made a mistake. I, I, I read your email and I read it in a rush. And so I thought we were going to be on at 8 a.m. our time. So we got up early and then I realized <laughs> I completely read it wrong.
12: Yep, <coughs> not till noon. Not till noon. A little bit different, but...
11: we give you plenty of time to prepare. We went out and had a Bloody Mary and watched people run around because there was a... Yeah,
12: there's a... Spokane every year has a famous uh, marathon called Blooms Day. Mm. So uh, we had the chance to be up early and watch people running around, being mm. healthy while we're drinking Bloody Marys and listening to some live music. So it was fun. I believe, Ari, you are a new member of the band. Yes. Yep, I am... Only, I guess, been playing catnip songs for a couple months now. Um, Lovely. I reached out to him a while back and wanted to be his drummer, and we met and didn't hate each other. And now it's kind of on our way to practicing the set list, and I think we're getting pretty pretty comfortable with each other for the end of May when we'll start playing our first show.
5: Um, so I'm, I'm a drummer also, Ari, so um, th- th- there's, there's that... I, I don't know what you want to make of that, but that, that's, that's, what I, that's what I am.
2: Um, this is just going swimming, like this, isn't it?
5: <laughs> yeah, this is brilliant. Yeah, so now welcome to the show, guys. Uh, hopefully, it's going to be smooth sailing from here on in. Uh, we're going to move swiftly on with the show. We're going to move on to our first section, which is the head to head. Okay, so this is the head to head section where myself, Wayne, and Mike Five, we bring some of our favourite submissions of the week. Mike, you're going to go first. What song have you brought? Oh,
10: wonderful. Um, I've brought a song called "Bajare" Ray by a band called Kinara, and um, I'll tell you about that afterwards. <laughs> excuse me that was Kinara with Bargeray um, or Bargerie. I'll tell you a little bit about the band so they are from Yorkshire They're a band that says they take you on a journey from Yorkshire and land somewhere between North India and the Lower East Side with bluesy electric guitar by John Hogg Indian vocals by Satnam Ga- uh, Gaussian and jazz drumming by Simon Henry you will hear punjabi language songs alongside celtic songs presented in Kanara's own urban electric arrangements um this is a band who i've heard a couple of songs recently they've got an ep out which i've bought and uh i think i only bought it the other day so it hasn't arrived yet um on cd and this is the second track from a a future EP that will be released at some point, I don't know when, uh, coming up. But um, yeah, I, I picked it because I really, really like them. <laughs> like I'm a big fan of bands like Fairport Convention and that sort of fakey thing. I really like a lot of world music. This, I thought, put the two together in a really interesting and contemporary way. So that was uh, Kinara. Wayne, what did you think?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, a bit left field, Mike, uh, but in a really good way. It's got, uh, <laughs> it's got that lovely lo-fi you know, indie film soundtrack-ness to it. Obviously picking up the the Indian-Asian vibes right the way through. I was guessing they were fusing two or three genres together. So I sort of come up with Indian folk electronica almost, but there's no electronic in that at all. I love that guitar how fuzzy it is how it's almost overdriven and it's got that blues feel to it so it sort of covers the absence of the bass uh the bassy notes that come right at the end i thought could have done with being earlier in the song because it gives the song a song of vibrance and something else it gives it more interest um and coming right at the end i was expecting it to do to, to like sort of carry on for another verse or something so i was a bit disappointed when it stopped to be honest because i was really i was really into it but yeah Really, really loved it. Really nice. Really interesting.
12: The guitar, for some reason, it kind of gave me like surf rock vibes, but with different genre yeah. completely.
11: I really liked it. I thought, I love the, um, the different scales that music brings, and it, it had like that surf rock vibe, like Ari said. But also, I really like, I'm increasingly looking and hearing music that just has sort of, um, instead of chords, it has like, you know, nice little single note guitar parts. You know? So instead of like the Kings of the Ramones or Nirvana with your jang, 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 which I do all the time, I'm trying <laughs> to think more like pretty little melodies. And that was really nice from that point of view.
5: Mm-hmm. Over to you, Richie. Um, yeah, it's nice, lovely. I, I like like it when you, people bring different uh, world musics to the show because it's a different sound, it's a different feel, different textures. I like the way they're mixing it with the a kind of, it's, like you say, it's Punjabi, but it's got Western influences in there. It's, it's good, it's nice. Uh, again, uh, Ruined, like last time. You bought a fantastic, beautiful song last time, which was Ruined by the bloke wanking over the road. This week, <laughs> this oh week I was wiping my son's bum while listening to it, so it's, <laughs> Kind of tainted, <laughs> tainted slightly, but really good song. Really enjoyed it. And I, from what you're saying, that their the album's quite eclectic, so one song isn't going to sound the same as the
10: next. Yeah, I, I think that. Yeah, from the songs I've heard, there's definitely they do a cover of "She Moves Through the Fair," which is an old folk song, um, which is very different. And yeah, they've, they've done a, a few other things.
5: Um, for the first time, completely off the subject. Great song. Go check out uh, this uh, band, by the way. You know, We'll leave all the, the yes. links in the show notes and all that. Um, go check them out. Go show them some love. If you like their work, buy their work. Support independent artists. So i sticking it on Spotify. but Buy their work also if you really like it. Um, for the first time, Wayne, I know that our merch... By the way, you can buy merch, people. You can go to www.yhtmpc.com and buy merch. <laughs> now, I know that the merch has been... Going, it's not it's not been flying off the shelves, but people have been buying it. But I don't really pay much attention to it because I pretty much sell it for nothing. I, I make pennies on it. I saw someone with my, with with that, our merch the uh, the the local um, shopping centre just the other day, and I wanted oh, yes. to go over to them and say, "That's my face on your on your <laughs> shirt. <that's what laughs> you're you're wearing my face on your shirt." And uh, I did this because there was a Burger King they stood in the Burger King line so I, I thought I don't want a Burger King but I'm going to go and stand <laughs> next to them anyway and see if they notice and they just they just looked at me like I was some sort of weirdo because I I'd big grin on <laughs> my face didn't notice didn't notice it was me at all no probably just think it's a
2: stock photo
5: but if they're listening to this and I assume they are listening because they bought the merch that was me being weird next to you in the line in Burger King <laughs> <laughs>
10: I'm, I'm willing to bet they got it bootleg. I have no <laughs> idea what it is. It's all
5: right. Put it on eBay. Right, okay.
2: Moving on. Wayne, uh, you're gonna, you, I'm, I'm assuming you've brought a song. Well, we have missed the section of the podcast, my man, I'm afraid. Yeah, the bis. the BIS. We've missed yes. the BIS. Wayne, do you want
5: to do the BIS for me? Because I completely forgot it.
2: Yes, so the BIS is... Uh, I've totally forgot. What the do you want me is, to do the is. BIS,
5: Wayne? Because you forgot it.
2: Every time for forget it. <laughs>
5: Okay, uh, we've the BIS, which is Block, Ignore, Shout, Out, Share.
2: And uh, on the last episode, we didn't record, you decided on Jamie Cullum, so shall we stick with Jamie Cullum?
5: Yeah, we'll stick with Jamie Cullum. Yes.
2: Jamie Cullum, come on down, son, have a listen yeah, to this. this is
5: Block, Ignore, Shout, Out, Share, so we, we I'm relentless, for those that don't know, uh, I'm relentless when it comes to the promo, I promo the episode probably four or five times a, a day on different platforms, and... I figured that if I can find a celebrity and tag them in everything and piss, it's either going to piss them off and then going to ignore me or block me or they're going to be intrigued listen to the show, find an artist they like and share that artist and that's the idea it's not about us, I mean if they share us that's fantastic but I want the artist, I want the celebrity or the, the famous face famous person to come on find an artist they like and enjoy and share them on their socials and that'll be a big boost for that artist, I think. So, yes, Jamie Cullum. Um, for those who don't know who Jamie Cullum is, he's a uh, famous or used to, he's not. he doesn't do so much now. Well, it probably does, but you don't hear so much of him. But he's a jazz jazz musician. And a modern, contemporary jazz musician. Very good as well. Um, the only thing I don't like about Jamie is the way he smashes the Steinway. Nobody should be smashing a Steinway. That just to just, just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely don't keep fucking standing on them. What is wrong with you? But other than that, you're, fab- you're a fantastic artist. Right, moving on. Wayne,
10: your song. you would be less inclined to share this because you're just insulting it's not I
5: don't, I don't want him to share us. It's not about us. It's about the artist. Fine. <laughs> anyway,
10: right. Speaking Somebody's got to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> it might as well be you. Why not? <laughs> this anyway. is his
2: face on one person's chest, and all of a sudden he's got this big fucking god complex. Jesus. Is it, it? <laughs> right. That's it. Right. I am bringing uh, the fiends with their song "Small Talk." Enjoy. That was The Fiends uh, with their song Small Talk. The Fiends are a five-piece alternative indie band from Swansea, Wales. The members of the band are Ethan Goslett on lead vocals, Ben Ballatine, and uh, Celan Williams on rhythm lead guitar, uh, Josh Albrighton on bass and backing vocals, and Benjamin Quint on drums and backing vocals also. Right, um, nice and simple with this one, uh, everybody. This was released on the 14th of February, 2022, and it's... Quite blatantly nostalgia for me. Uh, it's rocking a late nineties, mid two thousands vibe. You know the the indie rock of it all. Um, think sort of ordinary boys and the Libertines when all that was in absolutely in vogue. But they do have. A nice fusion of the sort of really big '80s indie rock bands of, as of the same time, like a bit of uh, I can't think of the level 42-ish sort of. Don't quote, don't go. They sound nothing like them. There's just bits in there that sort of remind me of that sort of production. You know, they're not reinventing the wheel. I don't think they proclaim to either. It's just really well arranged. It's really well produced, and I just think it's a really great indie disco track. And it's one of them songs that's just quite feel good, probably with a really sad, uh, sad message to it all. But it's one of those, isn't it? Um, Henderson and Ari, what
11: do you reckon? I, I actually heard a little bit of like Jarvis Cocker Pulp in there as well. You know that particularly in the front end of the song where he was kind of going off the meter of the, the vocal, you know, line, and filling in some kind of almost spoken word before he started singing. And I also <laughs> like the fact that he actually can sing. Because at the beginning mm-hmm. of the song, I wasn't sure he could. <laughs> and I, and I, I'm, I'm on a warpath now for all these indie acts that like, are willfully bad singing. You know, like, oh, bless him. He's he's trying. You know, he could actually sing. Yeah. So I liked it.
12: Yeah. What i noticed straight off is just the kind of high energy of it. Uh, definitely as the drums, I, could, I see what you're saying with it being so well produced. That's what stood out to me. It was like very thumpy kick, really clean drums, kind of. Bringing that energy across. Not that like it was super fast, but just like kind of hitting you. It's
10: good. Yeah. It's good. Mike Five. Yeah. um I, I, The beginning bit in particular, I really, really enjoyed because it reminded me. Uh, Jarvis Cock is a great shout, by the way. And it did definitely have sort of pulp vibes, but it also had um, the band called Jet on their album Get Born, <laughs> at the opening track to that. There's a little bit where they sort of, you know, I don't know if they just left the mic on in the studio. It's sort of less... This one feels a little bit more planned, but, um, but they're just sort of chatting and you can hear someone, I think you can hear someone clinking a cup or talking about a cup of tea or something. And I, I really like those sort of little insights. This one felt like they were trying to replicate live, <clears throat> where they're kind of going, all right, yeah, let's go. And all right, no, slow it down a little bit. Right, let's get into it. And then, like you say, you can actually sing. And then when the lead bit comes in, he's like, right, go. And I just, I really like stuff like that, because, you know, this is probably... Not like right up there with my top 10 kind of you know favorite types of music, it's something I would enjoy and listen to all night and go out and indie club and, and you know start a mosh pit or whatever. But um, but it's not necessarily in my but songs like this where it feels a little bit more, oh, actually, they're really enjoying themselves makes me enjoy myself more. So I really really <laughs> like that. I thought that was really cool. Um, he's a great vocalist and they're very talented musicians, and it's a cool song, so yeah, I really enjoy that. It's a good pick, Wayne. Oh, thank, thank you very much, Richie.
5: If somebody if somebody had said to me this is a song uh, that was in the charts in the nineties, I'd have gone, "Yeah, it does sound familiar. I think I've heard it before." It it, it sounds very familiar to a lot of lot of the Brit pop and the stuff that was going around in the nineties. Um, stereophonics, oh, yeah. I think I'm getting yeah. that kind of thing. Very nostalgic. It's very it takes me back to that era. Um, when I just you know just left school, just started work about 97 ish. Yeah. Um, it's a good set. It's it's uh, it's Brit pop but quite dancey. It's uh, yeah. I like I liked it. I liked it a lot. Really good. Excellent. So it's on, on to me. I'm bringing yeah. I'm bringing the same person I brought last time that I didn't
2: record. Richie's bringing Joy Zandi with her song "Just a Feeling."
5: <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm bringing. Fuck (laughs) you, Wayne. Hey there, guys.
4: I'm Joy Zonde from Toronto, Canada. I do pop and soul, but I'm mostly influenced by soft rock, R&B, and Caribbean music. Just a feeling. It wasn't solely about feelings. It was a song about felines meeting in the rainforest, learning how to cohabitate with other animals. It was a time of adjustment in a new city, my first college hours away from home and That's how I felt moving around. Just a Feeling was written in 2016. December was the time I was processing a lot of new emotions and adjusting. I was 19 years old in a cold Canadian winter, peering through my window when I became reminiscent of how I interact like a mystifying feline. While accompanied by a seductive saxophone over desirable soul organs, nubile percussion, and a voluptuous bass line, Myself and the business, we strike with smooth adaptability as a collective. Listeners can find me at Joyzonde, J-O-Y-X-A-N-D-E, on all social platforms, or they can visit my website, www.joyzonde.com. The Joyzonde community is colorful, funny, and welcoming. We'd love to have you hang out with us on our community playlist, Or feel free to visit the Pinterest platform. That's where the creative and adventurous noises. Joy Zombie. Now streaming on all platforms. See you there. me.
5: Joy Zande with just a feeling. I don't need to tell you anything about her because she did it herself at the start there. Um, and I got her to do that because I don't like reading. But uh, Joy <laughs> did. It's true. I, I don't give a fuck. I, I, I sound like a five-year-old uh, reading um, Spot the Dog when I read. So it, 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 it has to stop. Um <laughs> However, I don't know if you noticed that she, I'd obviously asked her to send over, you know, send over a sound clip of her telling me about a bit about herself, which is what we do on the B side, on the B side of the podcast. That's what we do. We, we, pick songs and people send a bit about them that's basically what we do but this one though that sounded like one of those deep fake AI things that she typed out what she wanted to say it didn't sound like a real person yeah. I didn't think yeah there's like little glitches in there it sounded almost robotic yeah so this song know, anyway, this was um this was so soulful. The instrumentation was beautiful. And um, Ari, as a drummer, you've got to appreciate those drums. It's beautiful drums. Oh, Nothing overcomplicated. It was just beautifully done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nice little rolls.
12: I liked the snare, the snare sounds.
5: Yeah, the sound. The, yeah, the, it was just such a nice tone to the to the drums. I love. It. I think it was, an al- non- yeah, it was an alto sax. It wasn't overused. It was just enough. It brought it in, just when, just when, when it was needed, and then brought it right out again. It was it can, in this type of music, sax and trumpet can be overused. It was just enough, and um, yeah, it was just beautiful. It's kind, kind of like one of those you can just sit back and let it wash over you. Enjoyed this an awful lot. What did you think of this, guys?
12: <clears throat> yeah, what stood out to me immediately was that soulful feel. For some reason, it kind of took me back to being like a young girl in the '90s, like kind of watching some pop star of some kind, um, being really feminine and wanting to look like her. Like that's kind of the vibes I got from that song. But of course, the drums stood out to me and the saxophone, mostly because I played with the saxophone for the first time last night during a little jam session, and it's definitely gotten me falling in love with that as a drummer. um,
11: Wanting to explore that, a little bit too. Henderson. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not a lover of um, kind of soft rock kind of stuff, by and large. Um, so it, it doesn't really do much for me. But it was really well produced, and she's got a lovely voice, you know, and really soulful voice. A good song, but it's not not kind of my my thing.
5: Yeah. It's it's, yeah. That's the thing we've we've discovered on this podcast over the years. Just because you don't like something doesn't mean it's bad. Music's subjective at the end of the day. So even though we don't like something, sometimes doesn't mean that there isn't a million people out there that yeah.
11: I I can't say anything bad about it by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just wondering: should I record things like that? and send them to you like you know talking about my music and
5: in a robot voice in like
11: a robot voice i mean you can we'll use
5: it (laughs) maybe that's what i'm
11: doing wrong maybe that's what i'm doing wrong
5: I, 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 no, don't do that We like to try and keep it as natural, <laughs> natural as possible But um, <laughs> um, Yeah, I think that we had you on the beach, side, didn't you? I mean, you um, you um were in your studio, I do believe
8: Yeah
5: and that, was, that was nice and natural, I like that. that That's what we wanted, a nice natural thing I'm not saying that this was bad You know, maybe she panicked, I yeah. sent over Can you send me a bit about yourself, send a sound clip She might have shit her pants oh, What am I going to do? And um just typed it out And I'll just send this which is fine, I yeah, it works. Great song, anyway. and check all of the artists out.
2: Check so them. you don't give a shit what me and Mike think, then? <laughs>
5: yeah, that, 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 that's, that's where I was going next. I'm that, that's, that, that, that's, oh, sorry, that's, sorry. That's what I was meant to do. Um, Wayne, what did you think of this?
2: You can't... Oh, let's, start. let's start with the Steward's Inquiry. We do not do intros at the start. I think you're pushing your arm out. That's uh, no Wayne, the no. When you w- don't do
5: you, no. When you don't do intros at the start, I do now. That is what I do because I can't read.
2: I especially love the www dot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, uh, let's let's let all jokes aside. I mean, it's just lovely new soul, isn't it? I love that new soul, that new jazz stuff. That that it's just got that smoothness to it. There is no rough edges to this at all. Uh, there's nothing to to not like. It's got the summer feel, the summer vibes, the sunshine vibes right the way through. You know, you can imagine yourself on a lovely sun terrace somewhere with a cool glass. This either being played here or pumping out over some speakers with the sun <coughs> dropping down. I'm there right now, people. We're all there with me. Um, the mix of instruments is always something that amazes me and how they all marry together. It's, it's a marvel to me how it does fit together. You know, that upright soul that's played throughout this is just lovely. It's just promoting. So they could have easily just gone with a normal bass. And I'm not saying this is an actual upright bass, but it sounds like yeah, it. Just, it's just got that lovely feel. Um and like you say the, the sax when that comes in, it's just that little bit, that little bit of like sprinkling on the back end of the cake, you know, just to make it just to make it pop a bit more. Loved it, nothing, nothing bad say so that it still loved it.
10: Lovely, Mike Five! So full disclosure, I thought that was the intro to the song. And I thought, what a strange thing to do. <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to to describe a song like that. Before you play, and I was like, is this I don't I didn't think she was being pretentious, it felt quite sincere, but I wasn't sure if it was sort of part of the art. So now I understand that it wasn't. I really like it, but before that I was very confused and unsure, it was a bit disorientating, <laughs> and I wasn't quite sure what was happening, to be honest with you. I wasn't sure if I'd accidentally joined another recording session with someone else doing another podcast about <laughs> cats. Um, so that was quite confusing, but uh, the song itself, I mean, I'll probably have to hear it again now, but the song itself I, I did really enjoy. Um, once it got past the intro, it's not to say I didn't enjoy the intro. It just wasn't. It wasn't an intro.
5: Well, it was an intro, but it wasn't an intro to the song, Mike. It's not it, that when you buy the CD, yeah. if you buy the CD, that that doesn't play before the song.
10: <laughs> well, that's what I thought was happening. So that that's where it was confusing. I thought that was the beginning of the song I don't know if anyone remembers when Michael Jackson released History there was a three minute radio edit of that and I thought oh, that's good <laughs> I bought the single it was eight minutes of drums with three minutes that you heard on the radio in the middle somewhere it was very very strange and it was that sort of experience <laughs> that I had there very disjointed from what I was expecting Um, but that's nothing against the song and the artist that's um, that's all on you really Richie but uh, it was was an
5: experiment it was an idea I fell flat on my face I won't do it again
10: no no no, I'm not (laughs) saying I'm not saying that just you know I didn't know (laughs) Right, it's almost... <laughs> i had no idea um so yeah i just thought wow. and i wasn't sure if that was going to be it you know it sounded like that um there's a radio head song that's done in a computer voice isn't there on, on okay computer i wasn't sure if that was going to be the song and then it went into this beautiful soulful sort of poppy bit of saxophone yeah lovely but i thought god that's a strange intro but no i understand it now so um yeah it was great well, this episode has been a right cock up so far. I do apologise, Catnip.
5: Um... <laughs> Bless. Right. Okay. So that's that. That that that's that done. Uh, we're going to move on now to our next section. What is our next section,
2: Wayne? It is the wild card, baby.
5: Okay, so I've got my son, I've got my son kissing my arm. Um, so <laughs> strange, <I'm all> wild. <laughs> so the, the the wild card. This is the section of the show where I go into the emails and I will flick through the emails and at some point, uh, one of our guests either Ari or Henderson will shout stop, and we will play the first song that we land on. So I'm going to go into the emails. Uh, thousands of emails. It could be anyone. It could be anything. It could be. An amazing song and it could or it could be absolutely diabolically bad. Okay, so I'm on the emails and I'm flicking through now, I'm flicking through, I'm flicking through. So when you're ready, you can say stop flicking through, flicking, 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 stop. flicking. Okay. Right. We have Andre nostalgic. I'm guessing that's not his real name. Um, (laughs) Hailing from the bottom of the map, Miami, Florida, Andre Nostalgic comes with an inspirational word, mixing it with old-school rhythm and rhyme. Andre Nostalgic-born Andre Leo Brown founded Bearded Tracks in 2016. It's where he produces and writes all of his music. After joining his middle school band at the age of 14, he developed a musical bug he just could not shake. Ever since that monumental moment in middle school. I'm surprised I got monumental out. Many have (laughs) praised him on his talent to play the baritone horn and compose music. Being that Andre Nostalgic is a very spiritual person, his church upbringing definitely comes out in his music. He credits the incomparable George Clinton and Earth, Wind & Fire as a few of his musical inspirations. When I create music, it is an unexplainable feeling, said André Nostalgic. It is something I love to do. It is my passion. Oh, God, you've got so much to say. André Nostalgic has a positive approach to his music and most of... The messages in his songs are about living life to the fullest and enjoying everything that it brings. Glorifying the love of Jesus Christ. Praise Jesus. With smooth, calm, swagger and inspirational, and an inspirational message, Andre Nostalgic is definitely the man to watch out for. Right. <clears throat> what are we expecting, Wayne? What are you expecting to get from this?
2: Uh, I'm going for some more soul. Um, with a bit of gospel uh, yeah. edge to it, definitely. that sort of thing, you know, lots of talk about Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, not, not in that sort of way, you know. Um, I'm trying to, I can't really compare. I, I guarantee there's about six million people that have shouting at the, their devices now, what, what I'm trying to bring across. But yeah, people of that ilk, sort of gospely, sort of... Soully, that sort of, you know, James Browny sort of stuff.
5: I was thinking James Brown. That was yeah. what I was thinking. That
2: kind of thing, especially with Earth, Earth, Wind and Fire as well. We're talking a bit of funk in there as well. And I'm all down with the funk.
5: Yeah, Earth, yeah, funk, funky, quite energetic, bit of soul, bit of uh, praise to Jesus and all that business. Yeah. <laughs>
10: Uh, lovely mike what are you expecting i i mean if it sounds like anything you guys have just described i'll be impressed but i'm sort of expecting it to sound terrible so we'll have to see (laughs) sorry mike's
2: Mike's not sitting on the fence at all (laughs) no i mean
10: i haven't heard it yet so i'm not criticizing the music i'm saying my expectation is it'll be awful i hope that i'm proved wrong otherwise i'll have to grip my teeth and try and find something good luck about it but uh, we'll see
11: we'll see what happens
5: I didn't didn't even name the song did I? the song's called Fresh Out of the Box Um,
11: what are you expecting to get from this guys? so I really want to like it Um, I love kind of (laughs) (laughs) funkadelic Um, George Clinton, bass on the one, you know, um, and I actually listen to a lot of soul music. I love like Al Green and Donnie Hathaway and uh, Otis Redding. I listen to so much of that music, like old school. So I'm actually cautiously optimistic. I think I might really like it.
12: I'm not sure. I'm kind of on the uh, on the train of, of being a little more negative. I'd say. I feel like there might be some some R&B, some soul attempt, um, but I'm curious if there's going to be any um, like rapping in it and if it's going to be heavy on the, on the spiritual train for Jesus Christ and myself. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. We'll see what, what happens. Mm, I'm expecting a bit of slap at the
11: base. Have, have you not accepted Jesus as your <laughs> Lord and Savior?
12: No, I rejected
5: him a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I,
11: I, I just put maybe. Yeah.
5: I just put maybe. <laughs>
10: yeah. I, sort of, I sort of went, you know, I'm probably not going to go to this gig, but I don't want to disappoint anyone. So I just put maybe on the Jesus Christ thing.
5: Okay, so this is uh, Fresh Out of the Box by Andre Nostalgic.
0: God is amazing. Gave Ooh, God gave us a vision, see beyond our physical presence, manifest our destination, fear to explore your imagination. God gave us a vision, see beyond our physical presence, manifest our destination, fear to explore your imagination. don't worry about what people say, stay authentic to you, love who you are. Don't follow the crowd, be your own mouse, like Mickey Mouse, you can stand out, and the whole wide world will know who you are. Star in outer space, ready to explore a different place in a galaxy far, far away on a planet undiscovered by Discovery Channel. Good evening, folks. I'm your host for tonight, Andre Nostalgic. Welcome to my first episode, fresh out the box like Jack. I jump, hello, surprise. Ooh-wee. God gave us a vision, see beyond our physical present, manifest our destination, spiritually explore your imagination. Ooh-wee. God gave us a vision, see beyond our physical present our destination, to your imagination. So worry about what say. To you love you Here's a story about a girl named Jen, who dressed to impress me from the rest. Focus on success, she was determined to be a college grad, not falling a fad. Ha, 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 hey, her fears will laugh. Class, not showing sure a blank to every kind of hallway, making a pass. Think you all that? Of course, that's the reaction. When you add a positive in a negative equation, solve the problem outside the bracket, like numbers, stand high, Open minds try to find new ideas, fresh out the box. God gave us a vision to see beyond our physical present, manifest our destination, fit to explore your imagination. Ooh-wee! God gave us a vision to see beyond our physical present, manifest our destination, here to explore your imagination so don't worry about what people say Stay authentic you, love who you are Creatively ready to praise and dance Got a groovy sound on the gospel dial Got stylish percussion, knocking and summon While cruising with the Lord on 95 The verse with musical to go in give you just what your family needs A verse without a curse nor a fence Keep it fresh, and so so clean. Like Benjamin Andre and Big Boy, creatively thinking fast. Here's more for your speaker box. Fresh out the box, we gon' top the charge, Jesus still rocks. Ooh God gave us a vision to see beyond our physical presence Manifest our destination. Spiritually, explore your imagination.
5: So that was Fresh Out the Box by Andre Nostalgic and we've just lost two thirds of our listeners. Um...
12: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no,
5: Jesus oh, fuck. Oh. See, this. Oh no. Yeah, that's about what I feared up there. <laughs> yeah, same. That's exactly what I thought it was going to
9: sound
10: like.
5: When I was a God-botherer back in the day, um, you remember when I was a God-botherer, Wayne? I I, I never met you
2: in the God-bothering days.
5: I used to be a church-goer, and I used to go all the time, and I loved it, and this is what was playing back then. It hasn't evolved. It's it's still the same. Um, I loved it back then, because, you know, I was all for the Jesus. I was all for that. Um, But as time went on, and I discovered Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll... The, the light, the other oh, light the better
2: church. <laughs> the,
5: the better church. Um I kind of went away from this. But this it, it, it hasn't I don't know. maybe the music has on the whole changed and this it's just this one artist, but this felt very dated. But again, music's subjective, and there's probably a shitload of people out there that are like this. I wouldn't get on with those people, but there's probably a lot of people. Um catnip. Mm-hmm.
12: Yeah, that's uh, when I heard his name, for some reason, I immediately thought it was a a rapper. And then you told me about how he was religious. Yeah, I kind of made that connection of, okay, I'm curious how much he's going to be talking about Jesus, but more like rapping about Jesus. And And, you were right. uh, Yeah. And so it wasn't. My go. I could have get on. I could get on with it more if it was maybe not a drum machine. Oh, wasn't it horrible? Yeah, oh. kinda. Yeah, it was just like it was. this a drum machine, and then there there was the soulful kind of backup vocals, and I don't know. There were some things that could have been good if it was if it was more acoustic, I guess, in a sense. But mm. yeah, not not my jam. Not yeah, my jam. I,
11: I was I was saddened that it wasn't a little more like what I was expecting because. <laughs> That would have been nice for me. It's interesting. It's interesting. It's like, um, I don't know if you all remember Will Smith before he was slapping people, um, on TV. Um, (laughs) he actually was a rapper um it sounded very much like that and that's i think what you're getting at rich there the the datedness of it it just felt like um cut and paste or paint by numbers rap
5: i know you're saying about will smith but even that didn't feel this cheesy i don't know if it's just because of the jesus element but um (laughs) again those drums that they felt so synthetic they i that you can i don't know if you've seen them they're like a it's a Yamaha drum pad thing that you can get. It's an electronic drum pad thing, and um, it, it, it's it's okay for practicing on, I suppose. But the the sounds are, are not good, and it felt like it they were using something like that.
11: Well, yeah. well I mean, I, I I in in defense of the humble drum machine, I was going to say that you know for certain kinds of music, that's exactly what they're looking for. You know, so I I, I don't know. I I didn't think it sounded good. Don't get me wrong, but.
12: Yeah. Um, even for practice I kind of vendetta against drum machine like yeah. electric drums because I, I had one even before I was playing drums and in my apartment and I just never wanted to play on it because there's no feel you can't even really get anything other than maybe some muscle memory but I don't know and I feel that mm. same way it comes across in the songs. there's no feel to me
5: yeah, I, I, I listened to a band uh, the other week, went to see a band the, uh, near me and they had an electric drum kit. It was an expensive one, it wasn't a cheap one, but um, I do see, the. If, if, it's got to be a good drum kit though, like this one was a good one. And if you got a good drum kit, you can get the levels just right. So i listening to it it, it; it just fit perfect in the mix. It was just, just nice. Whereas if you got an acoustic kit, sometimes with being beyond the drums, you can't hear what's out in the audience, and it, it doesn't get in, the, doesn't go in the mix properly. Whereas this. It was perfectly yeah. in the mix, but this again, this this didn't sound like a good drum machine, and I feel like we're spending too much time on this song. Uh, Mike, what did you think of this?
10: <laughs> so, first of all, I don't, <laughs> I don't like to criticize people that have gone to the effort of writing and recording a song. So let's just get that out there. Yeah,
5: but I'm going to criticize them
10: anyway. Yeah. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, I think it's puritanical, god bothering, teasy shite. I can't stand a single second of it. Jeez. Um, I'm really sorry to have to say that because I'm a big supporter of people writing and recording music. I hate it. (laughs) Um, I think that the drummer say, so, "Look, if you listen to Talking Heads, um, stop making sense. They're not mm. a DVD. He walks on stage with a tape player and an acoustic guitar, and he puts on a, a beat that sounds like that of a tape. it sounds absolutely amazing because it's a brilliant song. It's not about the drum beat. This is a terrible song. Mm. Everything about it is it's produced badly. It's shoving religion down my throat, which I can't stand, um, and it's doing it in a terrible, insincere way. And I feel sorry for." people that sort of get lost in this cult of religion which is all nonsense in my view um because it's just you know it just ruins perhaps he's a very talented artist that could go and do other stuff but he's sort of tainted by all this nonsense going on so i'm really sorry to give a negative review i can't find a single thing i like about it i hope someone out there loves it but Like you said, Richie, me and them aren't going to get on.
11: Maybe we're spending far too much time on this song as well, and we can edit this out. But um, but here's the thing. It's like, you know, we've talked about it being subjective. And in defense of this song, in defense of this song, I mean, I could say the same thing about the previous track, which is just kind of pushing this kind of feel-good, cats-in-the-jungle stuff as well. You know, and that's another point of view and it's something people buy into and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just being so broad minded, I'm disappearing up my own bum. But, you know, it was just like, well, you could apply that to anything.
5: No, you're right. And music is subjective. And like I said earlier, they're, they're, well, OK, we don't like this song, but there are people out there that will hear this and they will love it. And um... yeah,
11: But what has Jesus ever done for you? Right.
5: Um, in, no, nothing, that's why I rejected him in the end. Um,
11: <laughs> I'm no longer on the
10: fence after that.
5: I fell off the fence, mate. I fell right off. Um,
10: no, I never was, but no. Just no. But yeah, Wayne.
2: Wow, so it's up to me to tidy this up then. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, Right, so I've got a very mixed review on this. So I mean, the minute it started, I was sort of bopping my head going, "Okay, where's this going? Where's this going?" It wasn't wasn't I wasn't expecting at all because you know you mentioned Earth Wind and Fire. I'm going, "Okay, it's funky." Okay. This is more low end, Black Eyed Peas, and Outcasts, and of that time, like you were saying, Rich, of that yeah. time of music. And then you get to that point, uh, the point uh, which I, I presume is the chorus, where the lady starts singing. I liked her voice. I liked the way she sang. I thought it was fine. I thought the rapping and the lyrics because they don't rhyme they're <laughs> nonsensical I was like but why did you do that you've just totally just flattened your point by not having it rhyme I did like the licks the oo and the years and that stuff I thought they were quite fun and, and entertaining it is far too long by about a minute no need for a song to be that long when you're just doing the same thing over and over and I've been on the i 95 the god our god, the god, doesn't like it. There, move on.
10: The uis were out of tune, though. That's the thing as well. Like even that bit, it's like that could have been a nice touch, but it was out of tune. Mm.
5: It's like, come on, yeah, um, right. God, um, honestly, can you? This is the worst episode for you to ever jump. This has been—it's never used this bad. Um, most of this is going to have to be edited to, to to an inch of its life. Uh, yeah, Mike, probably going to edit you completely out. I would, I'm sorry, I'm so
10: sorry, but yeah, no. You'll replay
2: this, Mike, and you'll just go, oh, and and Mike's disappeared, he must have gone for another pizza.
10: (laughs) That's fine. We've
5: absolutely bashed the the Christian religion, not even bothered to ask catnip if they're, you know, they might be churchgoers themselves. We've just sat here and just bashed the religion. I mean, (laughs) We've been
10: talking to catnip for an hour and they've not tried to shove it down my throat. If you are, that's fine. You've not spent the last hour trying to throw it in my face, whereas this guy spent... Well, as Wayne said, at least two minutes too longer than he should have, trying to... Trying to yeah, anyway.
5: Okay, right, moving on, moving on, moving on. Wait, no, we oh. can't move on.
10: <laughs> we, we've got
2: to
11: move on.
5: <laughs>
11: <laughs> the thing is, you know, American Christianity at the moment is about as far as you can get from Jesus as you know, as you can get. So I'm not on that boat. It's, it's so much hypocrisy. It's, you know, so don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not on that wagon.
5: Okay. Yeah. yeah I know mean, you've got like the likes of Kenneth Copeland and Jimmy Swaggart and people like that. And they've got their own private jets and everything. So like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But, uh, yeah, that's a whole other subject for a different podcast. And uh, so we're going to move on to our next section, our next section, which is the Intense Hardcore genre Musical Challenge Mode. Go. Intense
6: Hardcore
5: This is that section where I'm challenged to go away and find a certain genre. Wayne usually goes through the genre bible, finds a, a genre, I go away, find a piece of music from that genre I like, and bring it to the show. So, yeah, this week I was challenged to go away and find some music from the genre of uh, Junk was it John Canoe. Junk Canoe? Junkanoo, which is a. Wayne, tell me about Junkanoo, please, because I forgot.
2: Uh, okay, so it is primarily from the island, uh, the Bahamas, uh, the islands of the Bahamas. It is a street parade, music, dance, costume, festival type thing. And it comes around Boxing Day, New Year's Day, every year. You know, imagine like they do in Rio, but in the Bahamas. Um, and this evolved from. Uh, the emancipation of, um, of the slaves in America, and it's a tradition that's continued and evolved, and, and that's pretty much it. It is, uh, it is what it is, a festival um, of dance and song, and that's, uh, that's where this music comes from.
5: Yeah, it's a lot of uh, singing the same words over and over again. There's no like real I mean, there is a message, but it's it's just like fun music. With Fun,
2: that's it, yeah.
5: It's fun music. You remember that like you know the song from the 90s like I like to move it, move it. I like that's to move one. it, move that kind of thing, you know. There's no, yeah. So the song that has been brought for the genre section this week is D-Mac with the song De Gaulin in Song. <laughs>
8: Got it! Hey. You all ready for that? Here we go! Say she promised she gonna marry me oh, yeah. But she run away She promised she'd be faithful to me oh, yeah. But she skim on me Say she take all my money, she take my car My virginity is with her now Not going crazy, can't even sleep Can't even eat, I don't want to drink I should've listened to mommy, I should've listened to poppy Marcus Dian has the heart to take my ring I nearly married the garland I nearly married the garland I nearly married the garland I nearly married the garland. Rick Reckon scrap? Oh yeah. Got the boy. See the rush? Master rush, man. You ready again? Here we go! Say she promised she gon' marry me Oh yeah! Then she run away Man she promised she be faithful to me oh, yeah. But then I catch her with Stevie Say she take all my money oh, yeah. She take my car oh, yeah. My virginity oh, yeah. Is with her now Oh yeah! Now I get a little crazy oh, yeah. Can't even sleep oh, yeah. I can't even eat Oh Don't yeah. want nothing to drink oh, yeah. I should've listened to mommy I should've listened to Poppy. Oh yeah Man, this girl So cool, she'd take my ring Oh yeah I nearly married the garland Watch it for them Wolf, she floats now I nearly married the garland Clean on the outside and the devil on the end I nearly married the garland Man, she's the one who proposed to me I nearly married the garland Now I got a new girl So cute Wine, 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 wine Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake Go down, down, down Freeze. Yeah, you thought we was finishing. Everybody, clap your hand. That's it. Come on, jump with J that. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! stern 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 to the bow 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 bow, bow to the board fourth now stop it stop it stop it stop it stop it stop it stern 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 now bow 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 to the fourth fourth forward forward fourth push now stop it stop it stop it stop it stop it Johnny.
5: And it, that, that it just ended that abruptly. Um, yeah, so that was the goal, that goal in song, D Mac. I didn't just stop it because I got fed up of it, although I did. But um, at one point, at one point, he ran out of things to say and just started mentioning different parts of a boat. It's uh, it, it, it was fun. I will say that it was fun. It was uh, something you could uh, have a bop to. If I dropped an ecstasy pill, I'd be all over this. Um,
12: but, uh, it's like DJ oh. Gold for a wedding. Yeah. Because It's
5: like just put that on and it tells people what to do to dance, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Wayne, what did you uh, yeah, think?
2: I, I mean, I, this is uh, this is the equivalent of Seven Brides for Seven Brothers in a film, wise, because Seven Brides for Seven Brothers is obviously about seven men going and kidnapping seven women and forcing them to marry him. This is the opposite of that, where he gets out of the situation and then he's really happy about it. But if you listen to the song, it's really quite dark. You know, he sort of like dodges the bullet at the last minute because this old, this, this girl he's going to marry is just not good. Um, but he's done it in such a happy way that you don't mind. You don't, you know, you're just sort of like, oh yeah, he's singing about Starboard. I don't think I've ever heard Starboard mentioned in a song, let alone repeated times which is really impressive. The whole genre for me is just fun and it's light and I like it a lot.
12: Catnip. Yeah, I mean, it it was... uh, I like how he would just yell things out, like, music to kind of just remind us that that's what we're doing. We're listening to that song and it was fun. It did remind me of some popular songs that you would hear at, like, a a white person's wedding. Yeah. Like, where they have these songs that... I can't even think of the names of them now, but you know, we've all heard them. We've all danced to them at one point or another.
11: So. It had it had an actual um not musically, but you know, the whole bow to stern, port to starboard, Macareta element to oh, it. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what yeah, people are do, do, doing, you know. Go to the port.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I like Yeah, that. go back, go forward, go left, go right, yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah,
5: yeah but if you actually dance into it. And you, he, instead of going go forward, go back. Go, he's going go starboard, go 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 port. You'd be thinking, "Where the fuck am I moving? What am I doing?" <laughs> Isn't it? Be the most awkward Bruce's dance ever. Nobody knows what the
11: fuck they're doing. It's not a song for the landlubber. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. <laughs> I'm so I just
12: totally went over my head. I wasn't even knowing that he was saying directions on a ship. I just got that just yeah. now. So
11: you weren't in the navy.
12: Yeah, I'd be screwed. I'd be screwed.
10: <laughs> uh, Mike. Um, yeah, I, I mean, wow. Uh, yeah, it was definitely... I, I think I think it was described very well by Ari in that he seemed to just be sort of shouting things that he saw. It was kind of like, lamp! <laughs> 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 um, Yeah, so I don't know. He's obviously... He's had a night out. He's ended up on a boat. We've all been there. Yeah, we've all been on a boat. Fucked up. Yeah, no, I, I once uh, slept on the carousel on Brighton Beach. Oh, and, yes. Um, when I had to use the... Um, <laughs> the poor people who worked there had to use their uniforms that they sort of stored there as as a blanket, uh, and um, it felt like that kind of night where you wake up the next morning and you were yeah jumper and see it was that kind of uh, thing. So yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it immensely because it reminded me of Scooter and sleeping on a carousel.
5: Yeah, so um, that was the gauling song by Dimac. Like, I will leave links to that in the show notes so if you fancy listening to that again or putting it on your playlist you'll be able to do that yeah so uh next section the history section
2: hello everybody welcome back to history corner come and take a pew as it is or take a seat get comfortable um, on the last episode, we talked about all religious music, and I said, abandon all hope, or you enter after this point. And this is the reason why. So, you could take the red pill, or you can take the blue pill. The blue pill, you turn the podcast off and you wake up in your bed and everything's fine. Or you could take the red pill and come with me down this rabbit hole. On um, this uh, chapter seven of the history section, we are going to be talking about uh, how palm readers are full of shit. Sort of. So. Um, we're going to be talking about The Shags and their song Philosophy of the World from 1969 now this song and this band was recommended to me by a friend who thought I would find it interesting and you know what he was right Uh, this is let's start by explaining what this is this is outsider music this is Um, this is and this is directly from Wiki it's created by Self-taught and naive musicians who have little uh, or no traditional music experience. They exhibit childlike qualities in their music. They are lo-fi artists who rarely record on anything other than cassette recorders. Now, the Shags were the three Wiggins sisters, Dot, Helen, and Betty, and they were from New Hampshire. Their dad, Austin Wiggins, was told by his mystic mother she had a premonition that they, uh, that he would marry a blonde haired, a, a woman with strawberry blonde hair, sorry, and he would have two sons which he would not live to see, and then he would have three daughters who would go on to form the greatest musical rock band in the world. Now, this is Philosophy of the World by the Shags. Enjoy. (laughs) Enjoy.
9: the rich people's got, and the skinny people want what's the best.
5: says something about the quality of this episode when that's not the worst song that's been played
10: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
5: uh,
2: oh, so that was the shags with philosophy of the world I've got lots of lovely information about these guys Austin, what's the chap's name Austin Wiggins dragged his kids out of uh, dragged the three girls out of school on this you know on this premonition of his mother saying these three girls will create the greatest band ever he took them out of school he sold all his possessions bought loads of instruments for had occasional occasional music lesson and then sent him into a studio and they recorded the entire album of Philosophy of the World in one day. How about that? One day. Who'd have thought it? Hmm? Hard to believe. Um, <laughs> hard to believe. Uh, the few <laughs> local gigs the Shags played were described as something akin to a Porto to Hell opening up. <laughs> um, Oh my God! Uh, there's lots of great stuff about this. Uh, that apparently the music of uh, the music of, uh, producer absconded with money and some of the copies of the original pressings of this. I mean, why? I I don't know. I love the fact that he did. He obviously bought into that whole thing as well. Um, he also told them that he thought the girls needed more practice. To which Austin Wiggins said, "I want to get them while they're fresh." <laughs> to which Austin Wiggins said, "No shit." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now here's, here's the bits that I absolutely love So, Frank Zappa The band NRBQ And Kurt Cobain, uh, Kurt Cobain Counted themselves as fans Of the Shags And music critic Lester Bangs Said of the Shags album They recorded an album in New England That can easily stand up with The Beatles 65, Life With Lions Billy Bragg and Blonde on Blonde uh, And Teenage Jesus and the Jerks As one of the landmarks of rock and roll history they can't play a lick, but mainly uh, they get the right attitude, which rock and roll has always been about. Hmm. I mean, there was lots and lots. This is, this is one of my favourite ones for doing the history section. I knew nothing of this band coming into it. And the stuff you can find on these guys. I read one article where this guy was saying he puts the album on when he's feeling like he's stuck when he's trying to write an article or do something for YouTube or something, because it, it loosens him up. And he, it's like, if they can do it, then I can do it sort of thing. And there's a whole section of it. Just search the shags. It's, in, it's incredible. You know what? This isn't the least... This is an accessible song. There are songs on that album that are impossible to listen to. It's, it's, it's honestly... I feel like there is a portal to hell going to open up if I play that song up through the stereo. Uh, Catnip?
12: Uh, yeah, there are times where I almost felt... Like I could imagine them forgetting the words and just kind of like making similar sounds. No, that
11: was rehearsal earlier. Uh,
12: maybe, but there was yeah, there was something. Just the way that they sang, it was hard to not only listen to the vocals, kind of just this like someone singing in the shower and not knowing exactly the words to the songs. That's kind of what I was
11: getting. I I, I got really mixed feelings about this sort of thing because part of me, you know, to the point that was made earlier, it's like that raw punk rock you know two fingers up to the world whether it's deliberate or not in this instance Yeah, I really like that kind of energy of it but you know the other side of it is like you know there's so many bands out there that kind of are the modern equivalent of this just because of the access to recording technology and it's just sucking up so much oxygen and you know then they go out and get famous and make a lot of money because they're so bad. Well, it's so bitter. There's
12: the, There's got to be something about them that's maybe like bringing yeah something new or different that people yeah. are liking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just hard for me to get past. I, I mean, I like the trashiness of it. Yeah. I like the trashiness of kind of what they're bringing. But
11: I think the, the real question with this kind of recording is like whether they think it's like really really tight and really really good.
6: Right, or, like or what are their intentions? If yeah. they
11: recognize the fact that it's shambolic as hell, and totally. you get the the sense with them, they actually thought this was really tight and good. You know, based on what we've. we've
12: I don't heard. know, though. Maybe they were like, "This is the, if as long as we just bring a certain attitude yeah. and like a vibe, it doesn't matter what the hell we're singing or saying." <laughs> it's right. like what I got from
10: it. A... We're looking at the Wikipedia page right now.
2: We'll put a pin in that and come back to that in a bit. So I've got a couple of theories on that. Mike Five.
10: So yeah, if, I mean it's not it's not the worst song would play it's uh, it's okay I like it I'm a punk fan i'm a I'm a fan of that kind of everyone just do something and be creative and and have a good time. I think the most successful songs for me in this vein are probably the ones where they can play their instruments a bit better and, and play in time. I don't th- You mean like a normal band? <laughs> yeah, no, but I yeah. But I don't I don't necessarily based on what you were saying about their you know, there's a vision and the dad dragged them out of school and all the rest of it. I don't think there's necessarily an intentional experimental edge to this or um or let's be really obscure. I think they probably just can't play very well. But that's not yeah. to not that's not to sort of knock the fact that they tried and they were being creative but no it's not really it's not successful for me but i admire what it is and i also quite like the fact that someone went i really believe in this crazy vision and also my children enough to make this madness happen and um Fair play <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't knock that, so um yeah no, i kind of, I kind of like it i i don't i am i'm very anti establishment bit more kind of um oh yeah let's just fucking do it, kind of thing, but uh, but I don't think it is that they either possibly thought they were amazing or felt forced into doing it, <laughs> I'm not sure which mm-hmm. yeah. but um but yeah, no, I mean, that's, it, it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> could <Richie>. it? Um, <laughs> could could you it? Um, it, it to, to me, it
5: sounded like, oh, I mean, it sounded like a fucking mess, let's be honest. But um, the drums... But that, not just that everything was out of time. A lot of the time it wasn't in time. Um, it's kind of like you got somebody who wanted to play the drums and they've learnt some of the basics. You got somebody who wants to play the guitar, they've learnt the basics of the guitar. They've learnt some chords. And you got a singer who can kind of sing, and then somebody's gone, Right, you three, come together right now and do something together, even though you've never played in a band or with someone else, and see what happens. So they've got kind of like basics, but they don't know how to put those basics together with other basics of other instruments type thing. So it's kind of like they've just shit the bed when they got together. And... um, (laughs) it should never have been recorded it shouldn't, shouldn't still exist I don't th- I don't see the point I don't it, we've, it's
10: been an awful episode <laughs> let's be honest Tom. and then you've just it's that my scathing episode I mean the, the, the head to the head was good we all enjoyed the head's head
5: but after that um a catnip well I mean for the artist spotlight the bar hasn't been set
11: very high at all I mean you're gonna yeah. smash this <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: we're gonna sound real good
11: can I say one last thing you can edit it out I ain't and I'm not trying to be mean or anything. I would be more likely to listen to that Shags thing than the soft rock track we heard earlier
5: the one that I brought for the head-to-head yeah
11: because yeah. I found it offensive in a different way and, and, I, and, I, and again I'm not being
5: yeah I see what you mean <laughs> yeah we didn't okay. ask
11: you for a favourite in the head to head did we did you have a did you have a favourite
5: oh yeah did you have a favourite song in the head to head catnip
11: what was the head to head again it was the sea of the star oh I think the Punjabi song for sure that was my I oh that. yeah, yeah that's
12: true actually yeah. that's true because it, it hasn't it didn't make the list of bad you know I feel like from there we kind of just went downhill
11: <laughs> yeah
5: <laughs> uh, right, okay, Wayne. Anything else to add? You, you, you said you were going to stick a pin in something. Come back to it.
2: Uh, you know what? We're up to two hours. Let's just move on. It doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> um, come back next time to History Corner, and we'll be talking about science. In it now, let's move on to the let's move on to the artist spotlight.
5: You have been on an absolute journey with us today. Oh my god, I, am, I, c- I can't apologise enough. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what's happened. I, I, I hope you've had a little bit of fun at least. Oh, it's been, it's been a blast. It's been a blast. It's been an experience. So, Catnip, um, do you want to um, kick things off for the Artist Spotlight just by telling us a bit about you, where, you know who you are, and your sound and your mission and all
11: that good stuff? Can I say it in a robot voice? You do, no. you do however you want um no catnip is basically it's pretty much a classic rock hopefully with a bit more of a you know modern twist to it it's very informed by kind of um pixies nirvana Beatles um kind of stuff that's the kind of angle where we're trying to take to it so nothing terribly fancy about it and um, the new album, uh, Catnip 4, came out on April 22nd. I play almost all the instruments on it. I learned how to drum for it and that kind of stuff. And it, it was intended to be really viscerally lean as a record. Uh, I wanted it to sound like a demo, but with uh, like platinum production, which I think we achieved. And it's just, I'm um, trying to bring energy and clarity and actually singing um, in, into some rock music. So I don't know. That That's kind of where I, I've been... Lately, in in my head, just um, a little less reverb, a little more melody, a little more clear vocals, a little more actual singing, and I'm really pleased with it. It's a really... I I think it's the favorite album I've ever made, but I'd like to hear Ari comment on the music. Oh,
12: gosh, gosh, yeah. Well, I have an interesting take on it all because I obviously was not part of generating the songs or or orchestrating the drums by any means, Uh, so I have a, a complete listener's approach, I guess, to Catnip in itself. Um, But now finding my own way into being part of the band has been really awesome, too, because there is a lot of fun in the songs. It's been really cool listening to them and learning how to play them, Um, but then trying to bring your own energy and finding your own kind of spin on it, but while still um, respecting the song has been really cool as we've been practicing for the last couple months. And, uh, yeah, it's nice, like... I'm more and more enjoying the songs the more I'm playing them, which is a good thing. You don't want to feel the opposite.
11: <laughs> what have I got into?
12: So we'll see. Yeah, I think it's going to be really fun on tour. I think it's, it's the songs have a lot of potential to have... Just like uh, in your face, but in a fun way, not in an aggressive way.
5: Uh, Ari, you recently joined the band. I think I heard Henderson say earlier that you reached out to them. What was it that made you want to reach out to them?
12: Well, I have a family member out of Missoula, which is where Kevin lives. I live in Spokane. And uh, there was something that just kind of called me to look on the Craigslist page in Missoula. Because I do have goals to... Be a working drummer to some degree and and have uh, more experience in that. And the only ad that I really saw in the first one that was there was um, Catnip logo, the the Catnip band logo, looking for a drummer for a Pacific Northwest tour. And it just kind of went from there. I looked up Catnip on Spotify, not having any clue what to expect. And I played Architecture of Berlin was the first song I played. And it was immediately just like, oh, this is fun. This is uh, I can easily hear. instruments i can feel kind of what he's going for and so i felt comfortable to reach out to him stalked him for a little bit made sure he wasn't a a weirdo and living in his mom's basement and uh invited him to come out and and meet me if he was interested i sent him an album that i had done with a local band here in spokane of mine and um yeah just kind of kept happening there's nothing that was a red flag. (laughs) As a young single female meeting these random people off the internet, you usually don't have that much luck, but it's been really awesome so far, and I kind of am feeling that we're going to have a lot of fun on tour. I haven't actually even met the other member of this band, which is crazy. His name's Ian, and he's the uh, guitar player who's practicing out in California. So I don't know I just have I have a really good feeling about it though and it's been that way since me and Kevin met so awesome
5: Um, last time we had any contact with you you were pushing the song and the video game the system you had a the video had a bit of an electric six type of vibe about it you had a female female bass guitarist then I think at least you did on the video
12: (laughs) yeah Kevin tell
11: us about that yeah so um (laughs) The interesting thing about that was um, I, I, I had a concept for that video, which is it's actually me doing all three roles. So um, I had the beard as the drummer, then I shaved and did the singer, and then I shaved again, you know, from the goatee, and I cross-dressed as the bass player, Natalie that you? Shatner. That
5: yeah. was me. Oh, that's disgusting. Charles really, Charles really attracted to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> you what? definitely
2: oh, did, man. didn't you? You did, didn't you? You did, didn't you? You did. Yeah, oh, did you? <laughs>
9: that's <laughs> yeah.
12: hilarious uh, he also filmed it all himself too
11: yeah really which was
12: crazy. So really he just did the whole thing yeah
11: very, very DIY I did have a I did have a professional makeup artist who helped out though and that, mm. that's that's why you were so attractive
12: yeah we'll blame it on that you know I hope you should actually you should dress like that for uh, one of our set list
11: for one of our sets yeah I'm gonna wear I'm gonna wear some kind of friends outfit I think on tour which should be good
5: and uh, this, tour, this tour that you're doing uh, how far does it span?
11: Yeah, so uh, we're starting in Missoula on the 25th of May. Then we're going to Seattle for the 26th. I think then Portland on the 27th. Uh, Olympia, Washington, I think on the 28th. And back to Portland again on the 29th. <laughs> then up to Bellingham, Washington yeah. on the, Oh no, 29th well. and 30th are off. And then up to Bellingham, Washington, I think on like the 1st... Then I think down to Eugene, Oregon for the second or third. Um, and then back to Missoula.
12: Yeah, so short story long, not spanning too far. We're staying within like the, well, like three states. A, yeah, it's
11: much. about, I mean, but it's America. So, I mean, we're going to do about 2,000 miles of driving. Yeah, that's true. Know, so yeah. it's a lot. But, but yeah, we got some very good gigs. There's a gig in um, Portland, which is um, Alberta Street Pub, which is a really good gig kind of a famous gig and then Sam Bond's Garage in Eugene, Oregon is a, again a great gig so we're going to have a great time. The touring
5: thing it must be very nerve-wracking because I'm not, I've been in a few bands but I've never toured and it's kind of like how, how do you organise? How do you know that you're going to get enough people at the venues at the places where you're playing because you, you don't come from there you probably don't know the places how do you organise that there's going to be I don't know, let's say you've got a 500... Uh, person venue how do you know you're going to be able to pack that out
11: yeah you you really don't um mm-hmm. you know especially our first tour we're 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 going to try to promote it as well as we can we're connecting with local bands who have followings so you know, the idea is if we find a lineup that has similar enough music that it's all going to play well together, that they're going to bring their fans, and hopefully, it's going to be enough to kind of get get some bodies in the room. And you know, we've got a couple of bands we've hooked up with that we're going to play a couple of shows with uh, in different cities. You know, so that's that's worked out really well. But I, I expect fully to have a couple of shows where we're playing to a man and his dog, and you know, it's going to happen. But you know, yeah,
12: hopefully, you, the venues will be small enough where ten people, you're like, oh, this is this is pretty busy. I think. Uh, me, uh, weighing one of our best
5: gigs. I think we just played to the, the bands that were playing with us, didn't we?
2: Yeah, over in uh, the Go Club, it was, wasn't it? It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah,
5: it was, it was a strange situation. We were outside talking, and uh, oh, here we, we go. Here we go. I, I, lo- I love <laughs> this. I love this. We're, we're ready to play, and uh, so we had to go. had this going back about 12 13 years now, isn't it?
2: Yeah, easily. So, 40, we're ready to 40.
5: We're ready to play, so um, just before, we've been talking to the other bands and there's a a singer-songwriter, and Wayne says, right then, come on, let's go, and he smacks the arse of this this singer-songwriter. I don't even know his name, never met the bloke, and he just smacks his
2: arse like it's normal. Do you remember what I said to him? No. No, I do. I smacked him on the arse, looked him square in the eyes and went, well, that was inappropriate, wasn't it?
5: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, and yeah we we just played to the bands that night but it was such a good gig i mean some sometimes i think it, it, you, you just look at it as like a, a live rehearsal type thing rather yeah, than yeah, looking, yeah, at, totally. looking at it as a bad thing yeah
12: yeah i agree with that but
5: i think with the tour thing it's uh the, there's, a, there's a lot more money goes into it it's, uh, it's like one of your first tours you probably put more money into it than you're probably going to get out of it
11: yeah and-
5: you're not doing it for the money though are you really so
11: yeah i mean i'd love to be able to break even on it and you know we've, we've invested in a little bit of merchandise and that you know the merchandise is what's going to make or break actually the financial side of it i think you know and yes of course that's contingent on people showing up but you know that's kind of where the the margin of error is i think so you know so that'll be good
5: so we we're, we're in may which is the it's the first of may uh it feels like the fourth of may now after all this but uh, it's the first of may and you've got a few months left to to the year to to the end of the year. Have you got much planned for the rest of this year?
11: Uh, we're probably gonna play a show in August, um, in Missoula, and then we're we're working with a couple of other bands on doing a kind of very cool Halloween show which mm. should be a lot of fun. You know, so that's loosely what we're thinking of doing. But really, we focused on this tour as kind of um, the, the main event for 2022. And then probably, um, depending how things go, and if we don't kill each other, on recording another album.
5: So you're planning on doing some more writing this year?
11: Oh, yeah. yeah. I actually, I actually recorded an EP as a solo thing recently that I put out, and it actually beat the album out, even though it was recorded after it. you got to constantly be writing.
5: Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I suppose with the, the lockdown, you had plenty of time to do that as well. I suppose that was one good thing that came out of the lockdown, especially for artists, although the, the gigs had stopped and the money had stopped. It gave artists plenty of time to write new music for when the gigs eventually did come round. Did it, is that something that you found? Yeah,
11: I mean, I... I I think we're up to our necks in kind of co you know, pandemic COVID album. So I think that 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 train has kind of left the station. But I totally agree. It's like it put us in a position to be able to have songs ready, have all of our social media built out, have our you know websites and all that kind of stuff all all, all just queued up, so that when we did go on tour, there's plenty of content and plenty of ways to find out more about the band. You know, so it was kind of it, it gave breathing space to build the foundation. You know, to, to launch back into the live music scene.
5: So, if our listeners now followers want to find Catnip, where can they find you? Uh,
11: Best thing's probably the website, which is catnip.com, and it's catnip with a Y. Uh, You can pretty much find your way from there to any social media or music platforms.
12: Yeah, to listen, though, we got good good stuff on Spotify.
11: Yeah, easy to find catnip with a Y on Spotify. (laughs) Excellent. Uh,
5: Yeah, catnip with a Y. That's not K Y T Nip. That's K A T N Y P. Um, I don't know why there would be a fucking white in this place of an A. Oh, God, it's been a long day. Quite now. <laughs> Quite now. Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I I I'm spent. I I am spent. Anything else to add, Wayne? <laughs> Mike.
2: This has been a long ass episode.
5: Yeah, it really has. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to editing this at all. Um, oh, right. Yeah. So yeah, thank you guys for your patience. And um, putting up with us. <laughs> it, was a,
11: it, it was a lot of fun. And yeah,
12: yeah. thanks
5: for thanks for having us. God, they're gonna say so, say so many bad things about us after the mic's turned off. Um. Right. So yeah, <laughs> thank thank you, thank you guys for joining us. It's been
12: absolutely it
5: no. <laughs> God. Right. So we're done. Uh, Catnip, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Mike Five, thank you. Wayne, thank you. If you want to find our artists that have been played, if you want to listen to the music, um, you can. Actually, before we go, we're going to play out with your song. What's it? What? what do you want to tell us a bit about this song?
12: Oh shoot! Yeah.
11: Yeah. So this is Redhead. Um, It's kind of the final uh, focus track that we're releasing um, that we released ahead of the album. So it's kind of the one that's out there now. And uh, I I like it as a songwriter because I've just done some things on it that I have never done before, like changing key halfway through the verse. I played all the instruments on it. So I I just really like the sound I got out of the guitar. I like my singing on it. I, you know, um, I'm really pleased with how it came out. And I also think it'd be a really good driving song. It's basically a song that is meant to be kind of, you know, if you've just ended a really, ended a relationship and, and kind of, you know, just getting in your car and driving. So it's a good, I think, I think it's a good driving song. That's basically the theme behind it.
5: Excellent. So, yeah, again, thank you guys for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Wayne, Mike, thank you. And until next time, I've been Richie.
2: I've been Wayne. I've been Mike.
5: And our guests
11: have been... We have been Ari and Henderson from CatNet.
5: Thank you for listening, if indeed you still are.
12: Had the chance to be up early and watch people running around, being healthy while we're drinking Bloody Marys and listening to some live music, so it was fun.
5: Well, I was next door early to having myself a fucking Tina, so it's... it's, it's <laughs> so... Nice. It's nice. So, right, okay, that was a bad joke. I'll probably edit that out. Um...
12: <laughs> well, I'm sure Henderson will have plenty of those, so... <laughs> I'm so Sorry. <laughs> Oh,
5: <laughs> mate, oh on, so, my son with, sorry, I've got my son with, my, I'm going to have to edit that bit out, because, no, it's all right, we set a super chat, it's my, my son just said over the mic, I have to wipe my own bum for a poo, don't I? <laughs>
2: <laughs> to be fair, it's a That's question really I funny. ask a lot as well.
5: Oh, God, too, yeah. Yeah. this is going to be such yeah. a, a difficult episode. It is that section again where I am challenged each week to go away uh, with a, with a um, and talk. <laughs> and just learn to talk. That's what I'm I'm challenged to do. Mm. Um, the I didn't realize you liked me that way, Deal.
1: Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast.